0: Good morning, Anne, and delighted to have you join us from Brooklyn. Morning, Peter, how are you doing? Yay, the Freedom Riders got to D.C. yesterday. Terrific. Thanks for the information, Peter. They had a great go go band now huh? i'm sure you danced all night Peter. <laughs> morning Jeff. northern Frederick county great How are you doing it's good to hear your voice. In a manner of speaking. Gorgeous, gorgeous day this morning, it's light, nice and bright and not humid, good day to go out walking. Yeah, the weather's wonderful, Robin. I'm glad you've got the windows open. I have too. Peter says uh, Muriel Bowser, Representative Eleanor Holmes Norton, everybody was there supporting S1, the DC statehood, and the John Lewis voting bill. Morning, Vincent. It really is a good, good morning. Morning, Brian and Leanne. Welcome. Christine, welcome. Oh, yeah, the um, Peter reminds us that there's a philosophy discussion today, the limits of reason. Hi, Perry. Good morning. Looking forward to your music today, Perry. Good morning from uh, Susan and Walter Ewing. Good morning to you both. Morning, Joe. Good morning to you. You're such a traveler, Joe. I'm not quite sure where you are uh, dialing in from. Great, you're in DC, that's terrific. Shirley, good morning to you from your back porch. It is really a lovely morning. It's sort of, I can look out from my window and see See everything looking perfect. It's really gorgeous. Morning Joni and Wayne. Just a few more minutes before we start. Good morning Laura. Okay Perry informs me that it's not Joni it's pronounced Johnny okay great sorry about that. Morning, Donna. You know, I think it's, uh, it's time we started. So uh, let's all settle in. Ah, Franco says uh, hello from DC this is Lynn and Ciro Franco joining for the first time to explore Washington ethical society, welcome to you both it's wonderful to have you here. Okay. Well. Here we are welcome and uh, do say hello, continue to say hello in the chat if you're visiting from another ethical society, please give us a shout out so, to that as well. If you want to share your messages with everybody, please be sure to sit, make your uh, chat settings at all panelists and attendees. This is a great time to get a candle to light during our candle lighting Then settle into a comfy seat with your beverage of choice, as we continue to gather. Our opening words little unusual choice today, but uh, I instead of selecting a uh, quotation or a piece of poetry or a piece of prose from somebody I uh, thought I would just share something. Um, that. Uh, that I wrote uh, in reflecting on the topic for today that Christian Hayden is going to present. Uh, Christian has presented several stimulating set- platforms at West before, and he will speak today on a subject that's really important to me, and I expect to most of you as well. He explores perspectives on ethical living. Let me say this by way of opening words for this morning platform. While I personally enjoy thinking about ethical philosophy, at a fundamental level, ethical living is, to me all about assumptions, behavior, and choices. I find this to be both fascinating and challenging. When I was a young man, everything seemed to be pretty clear, right and wrong, ethical, unethical, and I applied the perilous judgment of youth to consider and evaluate my own and other people's actions. I had no time for people who said, oh, but there there is this, and then there is that. I labeled them as prevaricators, wanting to have their cake and eat it too. And I judge such people harshly. My understanding of what is an ethical action and an unethical one has thankfully evolved somewhat since those simpler days. Today, I'm trying to understand culture, history, context, and their influence on decisions and choices. I'm also trying to see the person behind the action as as a full human being to be understood with, with compassion and, and kindness while still assessing the impact of their actions. I'm also so aware that I need to be much more compassionate towards myself and not to excoriate myself for the many wrong choices and mistakes that I think I have made and continue to do. This frees up energy and helps me to make better choices going forward. In the strange circumstances in which we find ourselves in our country today. Trying to live an ethical life is not as simple as I used to think. Yet how important it is to live intentionally and ethically separating finding a space between stimulus and response and inserting space and time for informed reflection so. I'm really looking forward with anticipation to Christian's exploration of perspectives for ethical living.
1: When you're feeling lost or a little blue The world around Isn't what you used to You were all set Now life shakes that dream It's an illusion What does it all mean? Take a deep breath Now it's a start Take a leap of faith from your weary heart Pull out your colors From deep within An old seed planted Now a flower blossoming You thought the days ahead would be a little lighter thought your steps would have taken you farther Wherever you are It's where you needed to be Again the night dawns around the corner, dark light. I'll A teach deep. you to be strong, but wherever you are, it's where you need to be. Don't worry what's been just begin. Pull out your color. You might think they're dim, but only your hand can make them blend. See for yourself what's right before your eyes It's your masterpiece with no disguise. Yeah. A little lighter. You thought your steps would have taken you farther. Wherever you are, it's where you need to be. Like in the night, dawn's around the corner. Dark and light will teach you to be stronger. Wherever you are, it's where you need to be. Don't worry. What's been Look within, don't don't worry, where you've been, just begin.
0: Wow, that was gorgeous. Really, really beautiful. Good morning again, everybody, and welcome to the Washington Ethical Society. I'm Rajesh Vidya My pronouns are he, him, and I'm the officiant this morning. As I mentioned, our speaker today is Christian Hayden, who's known to many of us as having led platforms on many, many occasions here at WES. Christian is a leader in training and is doing field work at the Ethical Society of St. Louis. The title for this morning's platform is Where We Stand, an Exploration of Ethical Perspectives. It deals with how we establish our approach to and and what guides us in ethical interaction with the world. We'll join Christian in learning about the different ways in which we engage in ethical and moral reasoning visitors from near and far we especially welcome you we hope that you'll say hello in the chat and that you might send an email uh, to our membership coordinator maceo thomas who can be reached at maceo at ethicalsociety.org you can also fill in a connection form maceo will put that link in the chat and we hope you will join us after the platform service for a chance to say hello Our chat will stay open through much of the platform service, closing for the address itself and then reopening. If you don't want to see the chat, this is a good time to minimize it. Closed captioning is also available and you can turn that on or off as you prefer. Each week, a member of our community reads our statement of purpose so that we might hear our shared values In each other's voices if you're interested in taking a turn to read the statement of purpose you should sign up please at tiny.cc forward slash read sop this week i will read the statement of purpose to which in fact we have all recommitted during the uh, the spring membership meeting the washington ethical society is a humanistic congregation that affirms the worth of every person. We strive through our relationships to elicit the best in the human spirit. In faith, with faith in human goodness, we appreciate each person's unique capacities. We joyfully celebrate together and support each other through life. We nurture a sense of reverence and responsibility for each other and the earth we warmly invite you to join our community of children and adults as we work for a world where peace, where where, sorry, love and justice cross all borders. If you have a candle at home, I invite you now to light it as I share our candle lighting words. May we kindle within us the warmth of compassion, the light of understanding, and the fire of commitment to build a brighter future for all. Each week we ring this chime in solidarity with people around the world. Today, I am particularly mindful of the tragic collapse of the condominium building in Miami and the over 150 people who are as yet unaccounted for. As we listen to the chime, let us remember our connection to each other and the world around us. Let us hold in our hearts all that hurts in the world. And let us commit ourselves to all that calls for our work and our love. Now is the time for meditation. Make yourselves comfortable. Place your feet firmly on the floor as you are able. Close your eyes or soften your gaze as you are comfortable. Let us start by taking five deep, full breaths. In. Out. In.
1: In, out.
0: Today, as we are close to the other side of the pandemic, we have an opportunity to remake, redo, refine. Think of a couple of changes that you want to make in your life. Breathe in, breathe out. Imagine these changes taking shape. Breathe in, breathe out. How do these changes look? Breathe in and breathe out. How do these changes feel? Imagine yourself and life after you've made these changes. What feels different? Breathe in.
2: Breathe out.
0: Enjoy the new world that you are creating. The people in that world and the transformations that you're evoking.
2: Breathe in. Breathe out.
0: We'll continue our meditation in silence, which we followed by music by Perry Bida playing legend by Sergei Prokofiev.
2: Greetings, everyone. I'm here today to at once play, uh, reflect, and then imagine um, how and with what the thing that I wish to play with is the ideas of how we form. the ethical responses that we go through in our lives. How do we decide what is to do, what is right, what is wrong? And my background as an educator, uh, as a facilitator, working with young people and trying to find creative ways for them to think about dating and relationships, is uh, I try to use uh, whatever resources I can find. One of those resources was uh, the, the idea of the five love languages, understanding care from sort of in five different ways uh, by Gary Chapman. And I decided to do, use that framework and uh, sort of looking at, uh, to look at ethics. And so today, starting with the play, we're going to do this little quiz. So instead of a love language quiz, it would be an ethical a a, a language of ethics quiz. Uh, And it's going to be delivered as a poll. There are going to be six questions with five different answers. I am, so in order to see the rest of the questions or to answer all the questions, you have to pick one answer. And I would ask that you pick the answer that uh, most aligns with how you kind of think about that question. So it may not be perfect, but the one that most aligns uh, compared to the other ones. And what we will do is we'll see the results. I'm gonna talk about a little bit about what kind of each of those choices mean and, and, and uh, you know, compare them amongst us. So if we could start with this poll and I'm going to share the list of questions Has the poll been able to come up? There we go. So, as you can see, don't don't get scared out of the forty-five notion. Okay, it's only it's only six questions. <laughs> but oh, the forty-five is the, the number of people. So once once folks are able to go through the quiz, they're also able to see other people's responses. So you also get to see what, what the community is thinking. So the first question is, what is suffering? And so when I say, "what is suffering, when I write, what is suffering, it really means like, how would you define suffering? Like, would you imagine as like, kind of the most significant kind of suffering? Um, and uh, and so sort of going through that, whether that's violation, having one's, vi- one's rights violated, or being without relationship, or a person not becoming their best, or a person not doing what they want, or a person cultivating a a poor character. And the next one is what are we compelled to do? to Find our greatest joy, work toward the greatest good, fulfill our obligations as, as citizens of the earth, the nation, develop good character, Maintain and invest in healthy relationships. Okay. So which one of those is the same? So we say we're compelled to do, uh, responsible to do in our lives. So in, in dealing with homelessness, those people who experience homelessness, what is the most ethical thing to do? And this is, of course, it's like, don't feel bad about you know, your answer. Would you say, it would it be giving people what they want without asking? So no, no questions asked freely um, allowing them to choose or would you be would it be advocating for housing policies that are affordable and wide-ranging would it be establishing housing as a right or would it be to build relationships with people who experience homelessness so have lunch with them speak with them, to them about their day right or what would it be to encourage people who experience homelessness to save get mental health assistance find employment right? so' starting to see. Some are are rolling in. Then in terms of approaching sex, um, what is the most ethical approach? Would it be practicing chastity and responsibility uh, and respect? Would it be centering one's desires or only within marriage or long-term relationships or or, or relegating sex to health relationships that are healthy and reciprocal or participating in uh, uh, according to sex of safety, health uh, guidelines, as well as uh, least harm, most benefit to others. So practicing safe sex policies and outside of that, whatever's happening in between, it doesn't doesn't matter. Um, What is the best way to raise a child? So children should learn the rights, obligations of society, Encourage to respect them, um, or would you encourage them to delay gratification, establish highest virtues, encourage them to measure themselves against those virtues? Do you want them to learn and collaborate through relationship We want them to find the most beneficial approaches to child rearing and use them. So whatever kind of the CDC suggests is best for children, that's the way to go. But let them discover what moves them and foster what moves them in that direction. So allowing them kind of the pathways, (coughs) them to determine the pathways from the own things that they enjoy or encouraged by. And then, so what's the ideal type of uh, community? One with expansive rights and that promotes duty, one that fosters relationships and centers the least heard scene, one that aims to provide the, the greatest good for the most people, one that ruminates on building good character through meditation and restraint, one that encourages people to be their most authentic, real self. So let's, uh, yeah, let's see you, UFV. So we got 13 out of 44 finished. So they'll be able to see. No rush. I mean, a little rush. You know, a little time to talk, not too much. Uh, But yeah, so, and I hope this isn't stressful. This isn't a stressful way way to spend your Sunday morning. Um, But again, that's why I emphasize play, even though I'm asking very, somewhat heavy questions, right? (laughs) But still, play is important. So as we kind of get to start, are starting to see some patterns, right? So we're seeing in the beginning that uh, for the suffering question, uh, being with that relationship and uh, having one's rights violated are, are, are the ones that are winning out. So with 50% of the vote, not to tilt y'all. For The, what are we compelled to do? Working towards the greatest good seems to be agreed upon by most Um, with uh, maintain, invest in healthy relationships, uh, a somewhat of a second. Dealing with homelessness is a little bit of a split. Right, we see advocate for housing policies that are affordable um, versus advocate for housing policies uh, I mean, uh, for established housing as a right. Uh, those are those are intentional. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna just give a few minutes. Yes, once people finish the poll, they'll be able to see the results and then um, we'll... Okay, once a, a significant amount of people, then we'll be able to see uh, the results. So I'm just kind of... Re- saying it as i see it and then you all will be able to see it once uh, a critical mass so 61 percent we're almost there so sex and relationships that are healthy and reciprocal are, are starting to also starting to pull away again don't let my sharing lead you the children question that is a little split love to talk about that Cool, cool. All right. We're going to give it, so folks who might be deliberating very hard, um, we're going to give it probably about 40, 40 more seconds. So as you go through these quiz, what kind of feelings have arose? Let me do that body check for people who are finished. Um, what kind of feelings arose? What kind of things maybe surprised you that maybe you picked or didn't pick? Did you notice any patterns? The thing I like to say to the, the, the young people is that they notice any patterns uh, when they, uh, when looking at the questions and you see the colors, did you notice any kind of uh, things? Okay, so we're gonna close. So folks, you get like a few seconds and we're gonna close the poll right when it hits eight minutes. So yes, I'm going to tell you I'm gonna have, I'm not, I'm not, okay, so cool, there we go. All right, cool. I didn't wanna count down the last seconds because I felt that would have been cruel. Okay, so looking at the poll results, right? We have a winner, quote unquote winner with green. Right, so suffering would be being with that relationship. So, so a good amount of people picked that. Um, with some other folks, with, with the second sort of, in, you know, right behind it, like being wrong or having one's rights violated. Um, and, and that's interesting, right? I think, I wonder if I would have some of these different, what, uh, whether I say, not so much a person not becoming the best, but a person not being able to do what they, i uh, uh, sorry, not doing what they want, but more, more like, are, are their, their desires are, are, are uh, uh, suppressed. You know, folks would have picked different. You still can't see the results, Sheila? Oh, do I have to pick share results? Okay, there we go. Oh, my bad. Can y'all see them now? Okay. I think I have a, so there were a lot of problems. Okay. Well, we'll talk about it. Suffering did not mention pain or illness. Yes. I, I think I wanted to, yes. Fair. But so seeing like the trends right around being with relation, being without relationship, uh, working towards the greatest good was the sort of what we can compelled to do one for one for the second one. So what are we compelled to do with a? If folks can't see the results, um, yes. If folks can't see the results then I'm going to say them. And so just try to follow me as I go along. I'm going to, um, I'm going to share what I uh, sort of notice is the top ones. Uh, and so for the interest of time, I won't we'll share how much everything got. So what are we compelled to do? Work towards the greatest good was uh, number one for the second question with close behind, well not close behind actually, far behind, maintain and invest in healthy relationships, Um, which is interesting because, you know, for a lot of people suffering was that, but then the compelled to do was something else, right? So interesting. In dealing with homelessness, what is the most ethical thing to do? Um, Establish housing as a right, one out, and then close behind that advocate for housing policies that are affordable and wide range. so that was, those were the two top ones for um, the, in dealing with homelessness question. And then for sex, like what is the most ethical approach? So folks said sex, sex and relationships that are healthy and reciprocal, right? Went out far um, with second place being participate in according to health and safety guidelines. So with, so that was like 72% for the lead in sex and healthy and reciprocal relationships. And then 22% uh, for participate in, according to health and safety guidelines. And what is the best way to raise a child? So 38% got, let discover what moves them and foster what moves them in that direction. Um, this is, and then the second place for that was learning and collaborate through relationships. So that, Encourage, so those two, one out. And then what is the ideal type of community? Um, One that aims to promote the greatest good for the most people. One out over one that fosters relationships and centers the least heard and seen. Oh, and then it's actually second place is one that encourages people to be their most authentic real self, okay? So that the top three for that one was that aims to promote the greatest good for the most people, One that encourages people to be their most authentic self was second. And then one that fosters relationships and centers the least hurt scene uh, was uh, the third. So if you notice that there was a attached to them were colors that were hopefully de-emphasized, but when you got a chance to sort of look past and look at the whether you were listening to the results and what I said the colors, you saw that, you know, there was there was there were colors there and they, they stood for something. And so I'm gonna talk about what those were. So what the blue ones were for, or sort of tried to represent was a sort of ethical outlook or ethical sort of moral philosophy of, around one that is attribute to Epicureanism or Hedonism, but one that centers desire and, and ple- one's desires are sort of centering joy. So pleasure as the highest good. In the sort of in the sort of lesser framework also of avoiding pain. So that how folks sort of maybe move and live through their lives, right? Make sure that there's space for one to experience the things that one enjoys, and that's a good thing, right? So we a lot of times ethical or religious outlooks will be like pleasure is bad, or just one's desires lead to suffering. So this is Takes the actual exact sort of opposite, and one of the sort of the thought behind it was that we live one life. We're going to have one life, and then um, we're going to not be here anymore. And so, it is probably it's 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 it's, it's sort of important for us uh, as humans to actually do the things that are are, are make us feel good, and whether that's sex, laughter, play, drinking, right? That the that the presence is actually centered, uh, being present in one's life. Um, or, and again, leaving space for that. And so one would also say that like overindulgence, right? Would actually lead to less pleasure. So for if we use the uh, drinking one, right? Well, one beer might be, make someone say, oh, I'm feeling okay, I'm feeling loose, I'm feeling okay. Um, you know, more free, quote unquote, three beers might lend to someone being, uh, you know, hung over the next day. So then they would have, they would not feel as well. So then also over, it's not a outlook for overindulgence, but rather the sort of intentional indulgence to the point of, that allows one to feel pleasure. Then there's red, Um, so that would be so that was meant to represent utilitarianism which is acting towards the greatest good and more morality is determined solely by its consequences so morality in terms of if it's determined by its consequences one is kind of drawn to behaviors or would start to encourage behaviors um that are very concerned with what happens after them right and so uh as a as a result of those behaviors so in, ex, in extremes one would say oh like it could be right according to utilitarianism to kill someone if it saves the lives of more people right so we think about the trolley question or whatever. um and the less extreme is kind of it, you one would see how maybe this might work in everyday life whether you telling the truth about something you're like oh well maybe you don't tell the full truth and allows things to go or, or work out in this sort of a way that's beneficial for most people, right? When thinking about, there's a lot of different ways to look at it and sort of frame it, but I always look at utilitarianism in a way as they kind of science concerned, quote unquote, uh, uh, approach to ethics. where it's a, Cause the other part of it is that we intentionally are gonna guide our behavior based on the outcomes that it, it, it presents. So when we see the outcome, we did something say, you know what? this result and this. So maybe if we took a little bit out of, uh, you know, how much we like, uh, how much meat we consumed. And then we added a little bit more vegetables and things like that. And we saw that, okay, its impact on the planet was less harmful. So that's the way we're gonna act, right? So thinking about that, and then thinking about that, like in terms of where's the emphasis on, it's thinking about how things are going to impact in the future, so thinking about the consequences. Then green, so green sort of for me was sort of a very feminist care ethics, thinking about how ethics emerges out of relationship. So there's not actually a, a predetermined like way to behave. It's not thinking like, oh, we gotta follow these rules and that's gonna end up getting us to the right place. But rather, how do we act in relationship? How do we um, allow folks to, experience care because we're all kind of different people. So I might have certain needs or desires or challenges that require or might require different emphasis than being in relationship with someone else. And so if one were to say, I'm going to bring these rules and understandings to our relationship, despite who you are, um, and I'm going to act with those in mind because that is what I was taught was the right way to act. Depending who I am, it may not work. For some people, that may work fine. For other people, it may not work. But so the un- so the idea of caring, the caring is the actually acknowledgement of the uniqueness of a, a person and that together that people can form these ways of acting, interacting, and these their own kind of rules in that way. And that doing that can work towards a more just world. So when I say ethics emerges, that's what that means. It's not set before but rather is responsive to conditions and context. It's responsive to who people are and what they might need. And then we think about the yellow, which is kind of duty and right center. So if we have fans of Kant, whom Adler was though always disagree with, disagreed with Kant on some pretty important points, which is kind of the reason why he formed ethical culture. So it's important to mention but doing what's morally right despite the consequences, right? So now you start to see there's a little where the conflict happens. When we think about the, the duty-centered things, think about the outset, what is most important, right? For, for if, if, if one has heard about the categorical imperative, imperative, right? There's the, all of us have an idea about what's right according to the categorical imperative. Like it exists and we are connected to it. So when we do something wrong, is universally understood as wrong. So whether we lie or whether we kill or whether we cheat, those are going to be always wrong no matter what happens. No matter what the consequences are. And so the, again, in direct opposition to utilitarianism, which is very concerned about the consequences, more than what you know, the sort of framing of the action beforehand, the duty right centers things like we know that you're supposed to know what's right. One understands what's right. They act towards that. They act in that way, despite whatever happens, right? So there's a, that story that people used to say. Well, oh, if there's a a person runs into your house, uh, and then uh, you close the door, and then at the door knocks is this person, uh, who says, "Is this person here?" But you figure out that they want to kill that person. A Kantian sort of would say, "Oh, you have to tell the truth, even though it result in that person getting killed." Right? That's sorry to use these examples, but. These are the sort of the the ways that people would play with those ideas, right? And sort of critique them. But then then there's the purple, which is the virtue kind of, virtue ethics of stoicism. So thinking about, again, again, another sort of ethical outlook that is concerned with how one is acting and beha- so behaving in terms of what, what characteristics they're evoking what virtues they're attached to over what are the sort of the consequences of, of, of what happened. So it's like those, this character and the virtues that are important for sort of stoicism is practical wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. And so those are four big virtues that one is striving towards. And they're primed over other things, right? So there's other things that are not listed in those, in those four virtues, right? There's not caring, there's not connection, there's not empathy, there's not, right? There's, there are these things that, like, so when you choose, if one were to choose, like, this is how it is, this is the, you know, I adhere to a sort of stoic approach. So I'm going to approach all situations. I'm going to curb who I am my being, meditate, study towards being able to, you know, evoke wisdom, courage, justice, and temperance. And so, and again, it, like, and that was, in, in, in thinking about what's the, what would have been the opposite of that one, right? That would have been Epicureanism, the <clears throat> the blue, right? Is that your desires, centering your desires is like, whoa, you know, you're supposed to be acting, you know, strong, I was going to say strong, but sort of, uh, reserved in a sort of way that is, uh, is is consistent and, um, aligns with those four virtues. But what if I really like, um, hanging with my friends and laughing, uh, drinking tea, right? Then you're going to be like, oh, well, we, you know, stoicism would be like, this is, this is terrible. You're terrible for laughing and wanting to drink tea. And Epicurean would be like, you are doing exactly the, that's the highest good. <laughs> I know, Adam's going to hate me, right? Well, you know, and so I'm, I'm, I'm being, I'm, I'm simplifying it um, more as a way of, of sort of trying to highlight some differences. I, 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 I don't want to seem biased towards any particular one. Uh, but I do, <laughs> I do want to kind of um, uh, sort of give people an a- a ability to, to to sort of pull out the differences and hopefully go further to study so they can critique me the next time I come and do a, a platform to talk about, oh, you know, this is how I feel, right? More Aristotelian than Stoic. But that's neither here nor there. The hope is is that once we do this, is that we are able to do this and we think to ourselves, well, what are the things that I center? What are the things that are really important to me? Is it justice and caring? Or is it important for me to to show the, the, the values and virtues that I think are important in building the society that's going to... That, 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 that I imagine that I think is important, right? Or when, how I approach relationships, do I approach relationships with this feminist, the care ethic that allows me to meet the other person where they are, but also form this kind of approach in, in, in unique um, engagement that is, is about strengthening that relationship or about being able to be in relationship and not necessarily figuring out, oh, um, is this the way I'm supposed to be? But rather, there's no supposed to, right? And, and and we're able to draw out, well, how does this person connect to ideas like love, justice, rights, right? So I think what I, and, and I, what I hope is that some people realize is what people will take away from this talk is that we may have varying approaches to the ways and the things that we prime, the things that we think are important, the things that we learn and feel like should be like the ways we should act. And then, you know, they're different for others. But as we kind of sharpen and develop and kind of in like the opening words, kind of thinking about the way they've changed, how can I live more closely in the ways that I think are are, are, are the the ways that I prime, right? If I prime pleasure or or, or joy, am I bringing that into my workplace? Am I bringing that into the ways that engage with my children or the young people I'm in, right? If I'm about relationship, am I doing the work to make those healthy relationships where they're, they're the reciprocal Right? Am I if I'm about rights, right? Do I have a clear um adherence when I when I am I able to articulate what those are and make sure those are in the spaces and or in the ways that I I, I move through the world, right? That I I respect other people's inherent rights, inherent inherent sorry, inherent worth, right? And, 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 and work hard not to violate their rights. So With that, I hope it's given some food for thought and that as we get into, as we're sort of the platform closes and folks share, they're able to share their own experiences or connections um, to uh, the frameworks that they use to, to, to engage the world and act ethically. Thank
1: you.
3: At the start of any given day There is mystery available There is a game Waiting for an open heart To say yes Here I am, I'll play And if we're smart We'll listen to the way and all the misery that held us down, well, let it fade, let it be outshined by a simple spark Of a life that's waiting to be made, It's waiting to be made Of this day what will you keep what will you change what will you see what will you believe what will you make of your dreams will you keep sleeping or will you awake and decide what you will make The start of any given day. There is history and poetry. There is a play, but you're not in the audience, you are the star. So get out there and say what what will you make of this day what will you keep what will you change what will you see what will you believe what will you make of your dreams will you keep sleeping will you awake and decide just what you will make of this day what will you keep what will you change what will you see what will you leave? What will you make of your dreams? Will you keep sleeping? Or will you awaken and decide what you make?
0: Wow, Leah, that was terrific. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, uh, this is the time that we add our own voices to the morning, sharing our reflections on the platform, what resonates in our own lives. Um, Just to help with the conversation, do consider the framing question, what perspectives do you bring to your ethical engagement with the world? I invite you to share in the zoom chat or um, on Facebook comments just remembering that Facebook is being recorded and will be broadcast on Wednesday. So so let's start with Perry, who says uh, interesting uh, exercise Christian. Uh, I find that I don't use a single framework in all contexts. For example, and I may use the care framework in a one on one relationship and the utilitarian framework in questions about society as a whole. That kind of distinction seems to be reflected in the poll results as well. Laura says, I was hoping to see the color breakdown. Um, let's see now. Um, different people have said oh we'd love to chat with you Christian I think Adam said that Carol says, when you get a chance i'd love to talk some FES folks are trying to do some work in New Mexico in the next few years and it would be great to connect terrific. Um, Okay. um. I bring a 21st century view of science and philosophy. The frameworks Christian is talking about have been central to many people from earlier times. Now it is much more complicated. Sarah says, I'm a woman of many colors, presumably, or apparently, sorry. Uh, Joe says, actually, Abby, uh, sorry, just a second. My mom has this uh, saying that I think a lot of a lot that any system taken to its logical extreme is inapplicable to humans. I find it holds true. Hence, I agree with Perry. Um, Anne says, I appreciate your emphasis on relationships, Christian. Um, Epicurean slash hedonism allowing what feels good to lead one's life, centering joy, pleasure is the highest good, utilitarianism, act towards the greatest good, morality determining solely, determined solely by its consequences, etc. Uh, Perry says the leading choices by color were two greens, that's care, two reds, utilitarianism; one blue, which was an epicurean, and one yellow, which is focused on duty and rights. Okay. This is Wes at its best, stimulated by philosophical conversation. (laughs) This is terrific. Uh, Jeff says, I have problems with two of the questions. First, as far as what we are compelled to do, my response has always been the only thing I have to do are to pay taxes and die. As far as child raising is concerned, the question assumes that we all have experiences. I have zero experience. I never wanted to bring a child into the world. I don't know how to communicate with children. Frankly, they scare me. I'm reminded of a line from the Rodney Dangerfield, Dangerfield movie, back to school. The best part about kids is making them. Okay, well, I think you'll all agree that that was a very stimulating uh, platform I I really uh, uh, appreciate Christians work on this Um, now moving on, uh, just as we share our perspectives uh, in this community so too do we share our resources and gifts. Here at West, we split the Sunday collection between our operating budget on the one hand and a fund dedicated to justice and compassion on the other. We appreciate each person's generous giving as they are able. This month, half of our offering is dedicated to to life pieces to masterpieces, an organization that uses artistic expression to develop character and leadership Unlock potential and pre- pre- prepare African American boys and young men to transform their lives and communities. On the slide, I think you will see the number to give by text for today's collection, uh, which is 202 335 1885. You can also make a gift online through the uh, donate button on our website at ethicalsociety.org will now receive your gifts and the musicians' gifts of music. Thank you so much to the many, many people who've helped to create this morning's time together. Intro music coordinator Leah Morris, the West Chorus who will be singing shortly, membership coordinator Maceo Thomas, slide artists John and Abby Dakin, the tech host Johnny Buzek who's done a super job, and thank you to Robin Kravitz for all the communication support. Coffee Hour will begin at the conclusion of the platform. We hope you'll join us for that, uh, which you can do by pointing your browser to tiny.cc forward slash West Coffee Hour. Once we're in the Zoom coffee hour space, we'll divide into breakout groups and you're welcome to drift in and out of each breakout group as you choose to greet different people. And thank you to those who are leading and supporting our work in the weeks to come. Don't forget, please put the community picnic in your calendars. It's on the 21st of August between 3 and 7 p.m. at Rock Creek Park. That's going to be real great fun. You can find details for these and all other events on our website, calendar at https colon forward double, slash, ethicalsociety.org. Uh, we had a calendar glitch on the website which we reported last week, and this should have been fixed. When you visit the the website and check the calendar, please refresh your browser to see the corrected information. If it still doesn't appear correctly as after you refresh your browser, please contact Robin, uh, but hopefully it will work. And you'll be able to see events like the Philosophy Group and the Sci-Fi Book Group who are meeting today after platform. Finally, uh, interim leader Lynn Cox is on vacation and study leave until the first of August. If you have a pastoral concern, such as an interest in uh, organizing meal deliveries or a piece of caring news, or you simply wish to have a conversation with a compassionate peer listener, you can email pastoralcare at ethicalsociety.org to reach the volunteer pastoral care associates. If there is an emergency that requires a clergy person, the Pastoral care associates will be able to reach Lynn, but substantively the care we enjoy at West is the way we care for each other and we anticipate being able to allow Lynn to rest and recuperate and read up so they will be ready to rejoin us. um, uh, In August and finally, thank you all for being here with us now let's enjoy together our closing song uh, someone somebody come and play by Joe Raposo sung by the West chorus.
4: Somebody come and play Somebody come and play today Somebody come and smile the smiles And sing the songs It won't take long Somebody come and play today Somebody come and play. Somebody come and play. Somebody come and play my way. Somebody come and rhyme the rhymes and laugh the laughs. It won't take time. Somebody come and play today. Somebody come with me and. friend and watch the sun till it rises again somebody come and play today
0: and now i invite you to join me in our closing words for the month let us go out into the week ahead with compassion understanding and commitment listening for and living into our shared story for our hearts and our quest for a better world again please join us for virtual coffee hour you can find the link on the slide or in the chat if you're new to this community please send an email to our membership coordinator maceo thomas and introduce yourself Look forward to seeing you all in the breakout rooms. Perry says I hope to get to meet our newcomers at happy hour absolutely. Robin thanks you all i'm headed out to open up the coffee hour yeah we're all getting ready um and says many heartful thanks for this morning's program <clears throat>